overwhelming passion that caused you to carry a cross to suffer and die in my place. How incredible are you, our God. Father, living so loved as we are, how could we not become more loving? Forgiven so much, how could we not become more forgiving? So, Lord, would you just let us marinate in the truth of who you are, who you are for us. And Father, Sunday by Sunday, day by day, in your presence, would you let some of the flavor of who your son was <laughs> be born again in us. Help us to live that courageously, that redemptively, that dedicated, amazing love. How can it be that a love like yours would die for me? Thank you, Lord Jesus, for going to the cross, for not stopping short, for doing all that was necessary to reconnect us with our Heavenly Father for all eternity. What incredible gratitude is ours. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and all those redeemed by a sacrifice, let them say, Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. What a time it is to consider all the powerful message that is ours, not only to receive, but ours to bear um, about Easter. Uh, I was hoping for, a, is there a slide there about the, about the house? Um, Jeff mentioned it earlier. Uh, of course, you know, we're purchasing a mini home. Uh, in cooperation with a new ministry in town called Eden Village, we'll be purchasing one of those homes. Each home costs $50,000, but we've already gotten a matching gift, which makes all of our gifts go twice as far. So what we're looking for to raise is $25,000 in order to purchase a $50,000 home. And we're, we're inching towards that. Um, maybe we don't have that slide. I think it's about $7,200 that we've raised so far. But I also want you to know that uh, in faith... Your pastor um, has arranged to have the house that we're buying on site Easter. So uh, I know we're going to get there. <laughs> All right. Cheryl and I prayed about it. Now, now we're not expecting uh, huge gifts from folks that don't have huge means. But what we are hoping is that all of us will find a way to have skin in the game on this one. Um, it's easy time sometimes for a pastor to give himself a buy, you know. Oh, I got the matching gift, Lord. Lord, I set it all up, and Cheryl already gave some money from her cleaning money, so aren't we good? <laughs> now, some of you look shocked as if your pastor could even think that way, No. But I went to the Lord about it, and he said, no. He said, Chris, you don't want not to be in on this. Someday when you see me, you'll be glad you did. And he gave me a number, and I thought, Lord, that's too much. But Cheryl wrote the check this morning. 
So we're, we're, we're going in at a deeper level than even we thought we were going to because I think God wants me, at least, is what he's told me, is he wants me to have a personal stake in this. And uh, may, maybe the Lord has the same thing for all of us at our own levels, right? And we won't all give the same, but we will all give the same. Jesus doesn't measure gifts by the size of the dollar amount. He measures them by the size of the sacrifice. So what, whatever would be a significant gift for you, I hope you'll find it in your heart to do so uh, by next Sunday. And then on Easter morning, we can announce the house in the parking lot is paid for, <laughs> right? And uh, it'll be here for you to tour, for you to walk through what it is that we have done for another in our community that we don't even know yet. Uh, but this will be a lasting solution for homelessness for at least that person or those persons over time who come to rent this facility, this mini house, at an affordable rate with their disability, with their portions from the government. We're, this is going to be an affordable amount that they can find the dignity of living again as a self-supporting person. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. It creates community. Part of the problem with homelessness is not just getting a shelter over your head. It's becoming a person again, at least a person in the sense that you have someone now. You have a community. You are empowered to be a good neighbor. So many of us have for, forgotten that, and we kind of take it for granted. But it's a huge, huge humanizing gift of dignity to give someone. And uh, I, I know you'll want to be a part of it uh, with us. Uh, so think about that today or uh, next Sunday, perhaps. You, you might want to bring your special gift, too. And I thank all those folks that have already done it. Man, $7,200 in just a couple of Sundays is not, uh, you know, we're still doing all the rest that we do. But um, this is a special opportunity to do something lasting for the Lord and for his people. And uh, I thank you for being a part of it with us. Uh, and, and so I, I don't know where that house is going to be out there in the parking lot, but we'll just park around it come Easter, okay? Um, and we'll, we'll have it out there for a couple of weeks just so the rest of the community can know that Eden Village is a new way and a new effort to make a difference in the homeless situation and the churches in the area have a heart to make a difference. So you're not just doing this, you're leading this effort as a church. We hope to recruit many other churches to do as, as we've done and, uh, and as we will continue to do. You know, it's amazing. We, we dodged a huge bullet. Do you realize that when we disaffiliated, that could have been millions of dollars? And lots of us who wanted to be faithful with this church and with its future thought, oh, my gosh, what's it going to cost? How deep are we going to have to bleed in order to have a free lane to what God is calling us to do? And God just provided it. All of us were, were ready and willing to bleed, and God covered it. God covered it, but at that time, I felt like God told me, Chris, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm setting you free as a church to now make an impact for the kingdom with what you do, not just to support a denomination with what you do. And, and, and so you'll see many more mission outreaches from this church than you've ever seen before, and I want you to know that's an intentional response to what we feel like God is calling us to do and to be as a people so I've already talked way too much about this. But anyway, <laughs> what an incredible grace is ours because of Jesus. Every Sunday we partake of it in communion. Why would he have done such a thing? How can it be? 
that you, my God, would die for me. What was going on there? Max and Cato tells a funny story. He said he heard a, sh- a scream that shook the garage, and he recognized it was the voice of his wife, Denelin, waking him from a snoozing nap. And, of course, he in that moment squared his shoulders and lifted his chest and went into the garage to save his world for his wife. And as he walked into the garage, he discovered that she had discovered in an empty trash pail a, a, a little mouse. And, uh, you know, he did his best, John Wayne, honey. Nothing to worry about here. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry, dear. We're, we're going to take care of the little fella. And he said he, he picked up the trash can. He's, you know, it's three or four inches. It kind of looked like the, 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 the other picture that you have there. He, you can imagine what this was like for the mouse. He didn't know how the mouse got in there, and the mouse wasn't offering any explanations. Somehow, he was at the bottom of this trash can, and it was inescapable. And as he looked down into the, he, he was clear the mouse did not understand. He, this was not a predator that was coming for him. Max Lucado was his savior. You know, he, he, he was going to take this little guy. You know, he'd gotten himself in that mess. But Max was going to free him. So he picked up the, the trash can, and the thing was still going nuts in the bottom. So he had to put a lid on top of the trash can to keep the mouse somehow from pole vaulting itself out of there. And, and hiding someplace else in the garage in order to repeat this scenario. So he, he put a lid on the top, and it was going crazy and thumping the top, and he carried it outside and down the street to the cul-de-sac where there was still that open lot, you know. And he opened up the, 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 the tr- trash can, and sure enough, pshh, out that mouse went. Did he stop? Did he invite him over for lunch? You know, come over to the house sometime? Thank you so much, sir. No, he just beelined it for wherever he could hide first. The, the problem was the mouse didn't trust his Savior. And Max said, I wonder what it would take to have communicated with that mouse that I was there to save him, not condemn him, to set him free, not crush him. It was a lot longer journey than from the lazy boy to the garage when Jesus came from heaven to earth. But he became like us. He spoke mouse. He became fully human. He was tempted like us in every way, but without sin. When he got hungry, he had to eat. When he got thirsty, he needed to drink. When when, when he was tired, he needed to rest. He was as human as you and I. He knew our temptations and our trials in every way. And the reason was so we wouldn't fear him, but we could trust him. Not just when everything's going great, not just when we're at our strengths, but especially at those times when we're at our weakness. When we just not soon expose our weakness, especially to a holy God. He's saying, no, I'm here to help. Therefore, let us with confidence go before the throne of mercy and of grace that we might find help in our time of need. This morning, we partake of this juice and this bread as a remembrance of who Jesus was. He is our Savior.
He's our Savior from sin. He's our Savior every moment of our life. On Him we depend. And on the night that He gave Himself up for us, Jesus took bread. He broke the bread. He gave it to His disciples. He said, take and eat from this, all of you, for this is my body which is broken for you. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And He gave thanks to you, our Heavenly Father, and He gave it to His disciples. And He said, drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So, Lord God, in remembrance of you, we do these things. We pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of juice and bread and upon us, your people, that you would forgive us of our sins, that you would fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit, that you would give us the power to live as you lived you living within us. We ask it, Lord God, that others would come to trust you because we speak human too. So love through us, Lord God, that others might know where that love comes from. We ask it in the name of your Son who gave his all for us. In Jesus' holy name, we pray as he taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us.